jump in, or you can sit back and wait for the next opportunity. Candace Hudspeth is the living embodiment of her own advice. Walking through the door of every opportunity presented to her until she found the ones she was meant to pursue, led her to the position she is in with OPEX today, led her to create her own fitness platform, and inspired within her the desire to help any person on their own fitness journey along the way. Believing that movement should be something that challenges you while also reaffirming your ability to achieve, Candace has dedicated her life to the pursuit of helping people move. Her story is one that you can't miss if you've ever felt the pull to run after your own entrepreneurial spirit. I hope you all enjoy my interview with Candace Hudspeth. Where did you grow up and how, if at all, was your childhood shaped by athletics? So I grew up in Southern California, but I spent uh, a lot of my, you know, youth years, uh, particularly middle school, high school, uh, and college in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and then growing up, I, I traveled quite a bit for career um, outside of that. But I think growing up in in sunny, warm weather where people were outdoors and active um, just had a huge impact on my family's lifestyle. My family in general was like very healthy in terms of um, when we could go out for a family walk in the evening, we would, or on the weekends, we were often at the beach or going for a hike or a bike or a rollerblade or something together. And uh, so fitness, uh, being active, um, maintaining a healthy diet was something my mother uh, valued very strongly and definitely implemented within our family environment. So that had a really big influence on me from a very young age. Um, I was, I'm probably not in line with, uh, you know, most of your audience in terms of their uh, experience in sport um, as a team athlete. Uh, I actually, you know, grew up in more of like the dance world. Uh, so I did a lot of dance. And then okay. in middle school, high school, I, I did competitive cheerleading. So I think that's probably the closest synergy that I could find um, in terms of, you know, being in a team sport and how, how that kind of shaped my uh, my overall perspective on, uh, you know, life, health, uh, group, group environments and developing skills, skills and discipline necessary to be successful. Yeah. And I mean, having that basis and that family foundation and it was just all around you it was what you grew up in. And so having that love and drive of fitness and health. So then how did that help shape you for um, what you ended up doing and um, ultimately becoming so intimately involved in the world of fitness from a career standpoint? Yeah, I um, I always sort of stayed super connected to fitness as I as my career evolved. I never really had um, you know on the on the onset, I never really had ambitions of like blending those two things. Uh, I sort of kept fitness um, through high school and college. I, I started personal training and I was coaching gymnastics and cheerleading, and that was sort of my my hobby. But was able to help me pay some of the bills as I was getting through school. Um, but immediately when I graduated, I, I took a, a role at a digital ad agency actually here in Scottsdale, uh, fresh out of ASU, and worked very closely with a super entrepreneurial um, and innovative CEO, and got to learn a lot from him early in my in my years, and and ended up leaving. Uh, Arizona and heading to New York to help grow that agency's New York presence. Ended up staying in New York for about 10 years as my career evolved. And, uh, when I left New York, I was chief digital officer of one of the biggest ad agencies in the world, 
Um, McCann Erickson, if you're familiar, if you watch Mad Men or have heard of the show, that's actually the ad agency that that show was built off of. So, um, you know, a lot of legacy there and history, but New York is a grind and you, you end up, you know, you're there to work. So uh, my life over that 10 years, my career unfolded aggressively. Um, and I'm very much a goal oriented, uh, all in kind of personality. My, uh, sh- my shift uh, in focus was a hundred percent work. And I think over that time period, you know, where I had moments where I was less satisfied or less happy with how my life was evolving, it was when my my personal life and my, primarily my my personal um, joy of fitness was impacted because of the time I was spending in my career. And so I would have these moments where I would ask myself, what if, you know, what if I could find a way uh, to be shaping and taking the, the the craft that I've mastered professionally and applying it to something that I really love um, and I was able to navigate a few opportunities to do that, um, one of which uh, allowed me to pivot away from New York and head to Boise, Idaho, where I um, took on a role of being uh, first vice president of marketing for bodybuilding.com. But my role ended up quite evolving over the five years that I was there um, to building out a lot of the uh, new business uh, models and revenue streams for the organization. So I spent time building out private label capability. I spent um time building out uh, individual brands uh, for for the for the business and then I actually most recently when I left um, developed all of the uh, digital products so there's a subscription service now where people can actually buy content um, and have access to a larger batch of high quality content and so building and, and developing that strategy and a lot of the app utilities that support the that strategy was something that I took on and then I actually pivoted again and ended up here so my career sort of unfolded to this place where I can blend uh, what I do professionally with what I love about fitness. Um, so it's it's nice to be at a place in life where those things have come together. Um, but I think early on, uh, I always relied on some of the uh, the backbone of what I learned as as someone who was involved in fitness and the skills that I were developed primarily work ethic, discipline, follow through, uh, persistence, practice. You know these like tangible soft skills that you develop as an athlete, um, absolutely being able to apply them to, you know, your behavior in a professional environment and allow that to propel you forward in your career. So I've, I've definitely played both sides, but it's it's nice to be in a place where I'm, I'm able to actually take those skills and have them all come together where I'm actually generating marketing and brand strategy and, and creating products uh, for a company that believes in uh, the same values and is actually having an impact on the fitness world, you know, much more than I could have myself as one person. Hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a great point. And the fact that you get to over time, it was having this love of fitness and I mean, really being driven and loving what you were doing, but now being at a point where you can marry those two things. And so the idea that things that you're passionate about really can come together in unique ways um, and help you to achieve goals that maybe you didn't didn't even realize you had or could have um, because you felt they were they were disparate passions. But it's really great that you you were able to bring them together. Um, and so for the time that you were at bodybuilding.com and then just moving up now into you're in OPEX or at OPEX Fitness. Um, but you also what is uh, Nourish and Bloom and how did that come into existence? Oh, yeah, that was um, such a labor of love for me. Um, while I was at bodybuilding.com, I um, I took on this role of helping that that organization innovate um, and develop private label brands, mm-hmm. and so I, I really got a lot of creative freedom to to do something that I felt was 
not only um, you know a great revenue opportunity for the company, but also uh, a space where we could really connect and have impact on women's lives outside of what they had traditionally done. So most of a bodybuilding.com consumer is uh, you know someone who's in the gym all the time, um, very focused on their aesthetic goals, uh, and and maybe wants to have a lot more muscle and a little bit more of a lean physique than than others do. And there's uh, this whole space of, of women who maybe you know, fitness is a part of their life, but, um, not made, but the in gym aspect of fitness is, is not their whole life, right? They want to, they want to feel good. They want to move well. They want to, you know, look healthy. They want to be healthy, but, um, but they're much more focused on getting there in, in a way that is uh, out of the gym. So mindfulness, uh, meditation, nutrition, um, really being focused on, um, their relationships and their mental health as as kind of a core foundation for how they how they experience fitness. And so I was able to sort of take um, that aspect of my life and my passion for helping women um, really come into their own uh, in the most healthy way possible and build a, a whole pro- platform around that. So I built um, with gosh seven other amazing women that I recruited in to build the project with me. Uh, but we built the brand from the ground up, um, including product formulation and and all of the brand and package design. And what was really more powerful than the product itself is the content platform behind it. So we had a lifestyle app that was launched uh, with the product line as well uh, called Nourish and Bloom Life. Uh, that's still available uh, on iTunes, but it's, it's a free content app and essentially has a 90-day journey to wellness, which are really just these bite-sized small activities that someone can can take on um, to implement, you know, a broader behavior change over time into a, a, a lifestyle that is a little bit more balanced, a little bit more healthy, um, you know, taking the time to really focus on the internal health um, as well as the, the external uh, perspectives. And so that was just a really special time in my life uh, to be able to build that. And then, of, of course, leaving bodybuilding.com, I've sort of like left it in their hands, but I'll always um, have my role as the founder. Yeah. And I'm intimately connected to the community behind the brand as well. And so how did you discover that niche? So with bodybuilding, um, I mean, were you were you interested or, were, or did you used to be into weightlifting and a bodybuilding? How did you discover that there were this this group of women um, that you wanted to cater to that nourish and bloom would it be able to um, help more so than um, really catering to the person who was maybe t- um, training for a competition or getting ready mm-hmm. for some higher level? So how I guess how did you find out that this niche of women was someone that you wanted to cater to? Yeah, I think a little bit, um, as I call myself or refer to myself typically more as like an entrepreneur versus an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. um, I, I love to build and create. Um, and in my career, I've had the luxury of being able to do that with, with someone else's financial backing, which is always a little bit <laughs> uh, a little bit less scary. Yeah. Um, but I think so when I was given the freedom to make something new, um, of course, as a strategist, you really look at, at, at the marketplace and where the, the trends are. Uh, are driving economically, you look at cultural shifts, you look at behavioral shifts, you look at uh, language that people are using, uh, even in daily conversations, but whether that be through social media, through their search behavior, um, through conversations you're having with with like-minded women. And for me, of course, it was also aging. You know, I, I'm young in my career. I started competing in fitness at 17 years old. And, you know, at, at the time of, of building Nourish and Bloom, I was, you know, in my early 30s and I'm 36 now. But being at that place in life where you can sort of look back and reflect and think about, um, you know, how much you have learned and grown as, as an individual, but maybe also 
how much you now understand the behaviors that you had taken on to try to reach specific goals back then, how they might not have necessarily been the, the, the wisest approach or the most healthy approach when it comes to your overall health from a longevity perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was at sort of at that place in my life where I was really reflecting on my, you know, 18 year journey as um, what I would consider an athlete um, in some sense, competitive in some sense, not, uh, but thinking about things like, you know, aging gracefully, um, thinking about hormonal health, thinking about overall happiness and satisfaction where, you know, when you pivot out of a place where uh, winning that game uh, with your team or um, maybe the competitive nature of winning a new business pitch at an agency or uh, the thrill of releasing a new product to the world, like when those things um, become maybe less gratifying uh, because maybe you've let other aspects of your life flip like relationships or quality time with friends and family, um, the other aspects that makes us, make us as humans just holistically happy, you you put these pe- puzzle pieces together in your mind and you start to realize the bigger picture. And so I think for me, I was there um, at that place in my life and obviously surrounded by other women um, near my age, a little bit younger, older, who are feeling the same thing. And so it just felt right and felt timely. And as I started to dive into um, to that opportunity more and more, I was able to uncover, you know, so many women who were chasing uh, this, you know, unachievable image in their head around health and idealistically that would come obviously in, in, in physical embodiment, right? Your aesthetic um, or outward mm. projection of, of health and, and then be, be really miserable on the inside. And, uh, you know, I was actually very close to that working um, at bodybuilding.com and working with a lot of people who are in the competitive space because you just come across people who are going through that chase for those aesthetic goals um, so aggressively, or I was around many people who were chasing that aggressively. And then um, having that same dialogue happen back and forth where it's like, even when they would reach uh, this ideal physique, they would still have this uh, emptiness or lack of fulfillment in their lives. And so for me, it became really more of a, of a self-fulfilling prophecy and, uh, and also just the desire to be able to help others navigate that, you know, where, where in your life are you going to find the most fulfillment, health, and happiness, and how is that going to permeate the rest of the areas of your life uh, with the most impact? And so for me, it was pivoting inward and trying to help women solve those issues. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's an incredible journey to take for you to have those realizations and then wanting to implement that and then affect not just yourself, but help other people and seeing that, that ability or that, um, that space to do that with bodybuilding.com and then having that niche that you, you really dove into. And so then how did that help you transition into your role at OPEX fitness? And, um, how did that, how did that transition occur? And, um, how did that uh, opportunity come about? Yeah, actually, I mean, a lot of it through through social media, um, you know, my as I sort of uh, took on this place of really just making fitness about fun, you know, and and having it uh, be something that complemented the other aspects of my life where I was trying to be, you know, focused on the full spectrum of health and happiness. Um, I had this mindset of like fitness should be a, a really it should be a source of fun. It should be a source of play. It should give you permission to fail. Um, that time that you spend like putting into getting better at whatever skill you're learning 
um, should be a place that like fills you with uh, that challenge and then a little bit of struggle, um, the, the ability to overcome that struggle, and then like this complete sense of gratitude. And so for me uh, personally, I, I was more open to exploring different types of fitness um, to be able to give myself that experience. So I, I dabbled in powerlifting, I dabbled in Olympic weightlifting, um, and obviously explored the world of CrossFit um, quite, ag- quite aggressively and was naturally drawn to the things that were more gymnastic in nature from my uh, cheerleading background, mm-hmm. but had so much fun playing and learning and growing. And that became a great source of motivation for me to actually get up every morning and get my training in uh, before a long day at the office and and working really hard. Um, And I would find myself kind of reflecting back on that comparison of like in the past when I was competing as more of a, as an aesthetic athlete, um, you know, body fat percentage or that number on the scale or how you looked in the mirror, it was almost a negative force that was driving motivation uh, for me to be in the training environment. And then being in this place where I had completely changed my perspective and, you know, learning a new skill or doubling the amount of pull-ups I could do at a certain amount of time or walking on my hands 50 feet, uh, whatever that was, became the, the thing that got me up in the morning that was like, let's, let's go work on that skill. Let's get better at that skill. And then achieving it would have me hungry for the next, right? So it was like a very different flip in motivation for me. And, um, so that was probably, you know, a three or four year, I was three or four years deep into really, um, exploring that for myself and in social media, sharing that journey along the way, um, just through my Instagram, really just documenting my daily training and connecting with others in the comments or helping other women learn how to be brave, you know, feel that sense of bravery and take on working on handstands, right? Everyone's always scared of something, but even something is like kicking up into a handstand and so wall might terrify some people. So I was able to really help uh, women make that pivot for themselves where the, the gym wasn't a punishment. Training wasn't something that they felt they had to do, but they then became excited about learning this new skill. And so me seeing that impact happen through social media, connecting with new people. I ended up connecting with quite a few um, OPEX athletes and then eventually um, the CEO. And uh, just through some a, f- a couple of comments back and forth uh, on Instagram, turned into a LinkedIn contact, turned into an in-mail, turned into a couple of video conferences. And gosh, I tell you, when you are able to connect with people who are such in like-minded nature and excited about life for the same reasons and have the same uh, perspective on fitness um, and are really focused on doing something positive to impact the culture and the industry, it it really is a pretty easy decision. Uh, It also helped me to kind of my family is, is here in Scottsdale, Arizona, so my mom is here, and she's aging, and I want to be in her life every single day, so there's some personal drivers as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just if things come, you know, things ha- come up in your career, and you have these moments where you can either jump in and explore and then say yes or no, or you can kind of sit back and wait for the next. And for me, I've always been the person to say like, yes, I'm going to pick up that phone. I'm going to have that phone call. I'm going to answer that direct message. I'm going to respond to that comment. And you never know where it's going to go. But networking is such a powerful asset and conversations and relationships turn into, uh, you know, future opportunities that you're grateful for. So that's sort of how my whole career has unfolded. I love that. And it's so like you're saying, it's just 
continuing to say yes, walking through those open doors and finding that path that you're actually meant to walk. And um, I mean, things like it's incredible, the reach and the power that social media has now. Um, and it's just the idea that you could generate that those kind of real relationships using platforms like social media. It's, it's incredible. So did um, conditioning with Candice, was that part of your social media platform? Or did you develop that after you became a member of OPEX? How did that program come into existence? Yeah, that's been some, something I've been developing, gosh, over probably the last 18 or so years. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, you try to, you try to like take the things that you learn and are connected to and drawn to, and then sort of shape your own philosophy um, as, as an athlete and as a coach. Right. Um, yeah. And so for me, I, um, I've always used fitness, uh, obviously to, to shape my own character and my own work ethic and apply that into my career. But it's also been a big source of community and, and friendships, um, deepening of friendships for me. So I spent a lot of time while I was um, transferring from the, my New York agency life into bodybuilding.com's corporate culture, really wanting to be a very visible leader. A lot of the leadership that had there, been there before me was sort of like in their office or in, um, in meetings all the time and not really available to support uh, the day-to-day needs of, of, of the employee culture. And so in me coming on there, I was very passionate about, about being different. Right. Um, and so I wanted to find ways to connect with the employees. So I started uh, conditioning with Candice as sort of a, um, a group and community um, fitness experience where we would meet down in the gym uh, a couple times a week. And if you felt like coming down to hang out and chat and learn something new and um, and play with fitness, uh, we would do that. And if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. But over time, the, the experience sort of grew from, you know, 15, 20 employees to 30, 60, 80 employees. And it just had a life, took on a life of its own. Um, I would end up doing some, I became a Lululemon ambassador in Boise, Idaho, and I would end up doing some uh, weekend uh, kind of mini courses and summits uh, or classes in the park with the Lululemon team and blending the bodybuilding.com community. So it just came, became um, a fitness experience that sort of took on and really focused on my love for playing with your own body weight and developing new and interesting movements. Uh, again, with that mindset and that perspective of like movement should be something that challenges you, but then also builds and reaffirms your confidence in your ability to achieve. Right. And um, so for me, that sort of took on a life of its own and it's become uh, its own little mini Instagram channel. And uh, I have, you know, have a website that has some uh, membership aspects to it and the ebook on it as well, but it's really just me sharing my my creative outlet of love and love for movement um, and a thing that will connect others. So like last weekend, I actually just taught um, at a fitness camp where you know I came in and hung out with these 25 awesome women that were at this fitness camp. We um, went for a little hike. We did a little bit of the conditioning with Candice body weight movements, and then we had a talk about life and career development and and then went on with the rest of our day. So it was just, uh, it's just been a place for me to kind of connect with others. That's, I mean, it's incredible using your own background and everything that you've, you've done with bodybuilding.com, um, Lululemon, and just all of your own experiences and having them kind of come together in this one hub that you created. And it has so many different facets that you dive into. Um, but I think for me, it what the most interesting part is how you've been able to bring all these just different communities together so it has that connecting piece like you're saying of that love of movement and um, it's something that challenges you but reaffirms 
you, uh, your ability to achieve. I love that. And so it's having that core component. Um, and it's, it's amazing that you've been able to integrate all of these different communities. And so how was that just a learned skill that you had? Was it something you learned over time and being in the marketing space in that, um, in that community role, how did it occur to you to try and bring together all of these organizations that you had a part in? Yeah, it's interesting because I think, you know, if I look at how long I've been active in like social media platforms, you know, it's, it's been quite a while because, <laughs> you know, Instagram has actually been around a lot longer than most people realize. But um, a lot of it is just truly being social on these platforms and using them not only as a way to like most people use them as a way to broadcast the particular message they have. And for me, it's always been a place to really connect with others. So sharing uh, my journey, sharing the things that I'm learning. I'm, I'm human and I'm, I'm a woman who's multifaceted and I have a lot of interests and um, I want to experience those things and share those things. And so I've never felt like I needed to force myself into one box. Um, I don't think anyone ever should feel the need to do that, right? You can be exactly who you are and you can have um, a career that fulfills you and you can have passions that evolve and grow over time. And um being able to share that experience and, and bring others along that journey with you is a pretty powerful opportunity. And so for me, it was just the behavior of doing it. Um, and a lot of it was documenting the things I was learning along the way so that others could connect to that. Um, but it really was just being social um, on those platforms and being authentically myself, um, showing up as, as who I am in that day. And uh, you know, where I am in life right now uh, is different than where I was a year ago and three years ago and so forth. And so, um, but we're, that's who we are as, as a, as a culture, as humans, like we're always growing and we're always evolving and that, sh that should be celebrated. So I've never felt the need to hide that and luckily have been able to connect with people who feel the same way and are excited about that growth and aren't just sitting on where they are right now and thinking it's the only way or the only answer, but have that growth mindset are looking for, um, you know, what next is going to inspire um, a great idea or uh, a great passion they didn't know they had. And um, I've just always been active in social media, sharing that journey on my own and celebrating others who are also brave enough to take it on themselves. Mm. I, that, I mean, that's great. And it's, <laughs> I love it. It's the simplicity of um, truly being social, interacting with people, being your authentic self and putting out there what your daily routine is and also recognizing that the person you were a year ago isn't necessarily the person you are today and it's because that growth happens and so a person being able to go to your Instagram or go to any of your social media pages and see that growth and see that um, you're someone that they can rely on to help them because you're a real person you're not putting out some facade or something that looks too good to be true it's just you putting out your own story and your own journey which adds to that credibility for anyone who is looking for that guidance um, in the service that you offer so it's really funny yeah. I started this this uh this habit uh probably four years ago I mean I've always sort of documented my training um or kind of the areas of fitness that were pulling my interest I've always shared that but probably three four years ago I started really documenting my daily training so I would really show the skills that I was learning how I was improving at them and I would Every single morning, you know, I, I'm the person who I get up pretty early. I'm up at like 4.30 in the morning. I, you know, get ready to go to the gym. I'm usually at the gym by 5, 5.15. I train uh, until about 7, and then I'm usually in the office all day after that. So my day is fairly structured, but I would take that time in the morning in the gym and really try my best to share the things that I was focused on learning and publish them to my feed. 
And it started really for me as something that was more of like a journaling so that I could track my own progress. Um, and I could look back, you know, using the apps like TimeHop or uh, even just scrolling my feed, but be able to look back at a video of my own training, you know, a year ago or three months ago and see what I was working on and then look at where I was today and actually see the change. Um, but just from a progression standpoint, having that uh, that validation that I was moving forward, I was getting better, but also using it as like a reminder of like, man, I need to take the moment to celebrate those achievements. And um, when what started happening was that, you know, others were connecting to that. And and then I would get these messages like, well, I'm laying in my bed at 7.30 trying to figure out, you know, how I'm going to get motivated to start the day. And I see that you've already been at the gym and, and done this training and had a healthy breakfast and are at the office already working. And it got me fired up and I got out of bed, you know, with a little bit more vigor that morning. And so I would get messages like that from women that I cared about deeply or even a lot of them personal text messages like, thanks for making me get out of bed this morning because, you know, I, I scrolled my feed right when I woke up and saw you doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that became something that also helped inspire me, right? These things kind of run 360 where I would be like, oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to actually take the time to capture this content and, and put it out there because it might help um, someone waking up in the morning who's maybe not feeling that inspired or is feeling a little sluggish and it, it might help them get a little bit more pep in their step. And if I can, if I can do that, that's an awesome thing to be able to do. I want to try and I want to have that impact. And uh, um, that habit has just stuck with me now and gosh, it's been, yeah, nearly four years. Man, that, I mean, that's incredible though. And the fact that it started as for you, your own personal progress in a journal to um, document your own success and see, okay, this is where I started and this is where I want to go. And so seeing actual progress. And so I imagine on the days that it was for you, even it was hard to maybe get yourself to the gym or maybe, man, I, I feel like I'm not actually making any progress. Being able to see that visible video or that picture and see, you know, I actually did make progress in this one skill or in this one area. And then not even realizing when you initially started that it was actually going to impact others in that same way and helping them mm-hmm. um, become encouraged to, like you're saying, get out of bed even, um, go to do a 20-minute run, whatever that looks like for them, that step in that right direction. Uh, so it's incredible yeah. that you were able to use that platform in, in a way initially that was for you, but then it grew into something that is just, it really can inspire anyone. Yeah, I think it's it has this impact to be an accountability tool, right? Because yeah, you yeah. are, you're putting this goal out there, you're saying, I'm going to achieve it. Um, and I, again, like I mean, science has proved over and over again, right? You share those particular goals with a peer, you put it out into the world, you say it, you write it, all these things help drive the impact of you actually achieving that goal. So I think social media can be that for a lot of people. But then it also has this compounding effect where it's not only your own accountability tool, but it's creating awareness uh, and accountability for others, which is pretty, pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, and you can always sort of like find new ways to teach yourself, um, yeah. whether it be skills or life lessons or, uh, yeah, I mean, across the board, you're just, you can use it as a learning experience. It's true. It, it really does have so many applications now and it's, it's not just for, I mean, it's for connecting with people at its basic elements, but it's just, it's in that connection. It can be used for so many different things and it really is for whatever that person needs it to be an accountability tool and inspiration, how to learn a new skill, um, just 
any any of those things. And so, Candice, from everything that you've done in this incredible journey that you've been on and the amount of people you've been able to impact and in ways that you didn't even even anticipate in, in the beginning um, and knowing that you still have so much more impact left to give, uh, I just have one final question that I ask all of my interviewees, but what do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that is a big question. Um, I think, I think for me, it's really about the pursuit, um, like the passionate pursuit of the things that make you feel alive, um, and feel happy. And if I could be remembered as someone who gave that full effort every single day to wake up with full energy, full focus, full vigor, uh, towards the things that made them most happy, um, that would be awesome. And if I'm able to be remembered as someone who reminded others to do the same, um, that would be even more amazing. I just think life is is so short. And the older you get, the more you realize uh, what matters most. Um, and just spend more of your time being able to pursue those things. Uh, I think, you know, we can waste so much time on things that really don't matter, don't have impact, don't fulfill us um, because we feel obligated and it's just not necessary and it's wasted time and energy and you only have so much time on the earth. So if you can get up every single day with full intent, full focus, full passion on those things that, you know, are your gift, make you the most happy, uh, are the most fulfilling and are helping you grow, um, that that's the best way to be living And obviously there's things we have to do in our everyday life that don't align with those a hundred percent. But if you can get your life in alignment uh, with those things, you know, to the best of your ability, you you tend to be living the most, the most happy day-to-day life. And that for me is, I think the most, the most important thing at this point. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To learn more about Candice, visit conditioningwcandice.com. And follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the links in my show notes. To stay up to date on all things KMF, head on over to my website, keepmovingforward.us, and subscribe to my newsletter. I'll send you the latest updates and resources to help you continuously move forward. Always remember, you can beat the odds and go the distance. If only you keep moving forward. (laughs) 